Being a kid with a parent in the military usually means getting used to moving. A lot. So how many schools did you go to? Try to count. It's a lot. <laughs> As the daughter of a U.S. Marine, Omni Hampton grew up seemingly everywhere and nowhere. South Carolina, California, Oklahoma City, New Jersey. They were all considered home once or twice during her childhood. As you might expect, this ever-changing lifestyle had a lasting impact on Omni. It was, it was very, it was a lone feeling. It's that loneliness feeling or like, why is this happening? Or why am I meeting, do I need new friends? And it's just, there's a, those, just, those questions is always why. So it was really hard on me. Then as I got older, I started understanding that it's my dad's job to, you know, move from place to place. And this is just the way of life. Welcome to My First Day, telling stories of those who've come to San Diego from elsewhere and now call it home. My name's Andrew Bracken. We'll be back with Omni Story right after this. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team, Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Here's Omni Hampton with her story of... My first day. As I got older and, I, you know, you every little girl wants a diary. I don't know why, but maybe to write down our thoughts, something we can't tell our mom or our friends. I would actually end every entry of my diary with, I will never marry a military member of any branch or any service because I hated the fact of moving around. The moving around always got me. It wasn't more of them gone more or anything. I think it was it was always the moving around for me because then I have to meet new people and I have to meet new friends or try to make new friends. So I've always wrote that in my diary and I actually called my mom and asked her, hey, I still have my diaries in my room. And she looked at it and I said, does it say I would never marry a military member? And she was like, yeah, but you did. I was like, I know. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. <laughs> I was shy when I was little. You know, people say that's unbelievable when I tell people that. They're like, you couldn't have been shy then. I was like, I know. As an adult, I realized I needed to come out my shell to learn and talk to people. That's how you meet new people. So. And how did that happen? Uh, so when I got married, <laughs> my husband, the first thing he actually told me was, um, he moved me from South Carolina to Virginia, and he actually said, you will never meet new people if you don't open your mouth and say hi. And so I literally just started saying hi to people and saying, hi, how are you doing? And then it will start a conversation, and that's actually how I will meet new people. And then me talking to those people randomly was, you know, because some people won't even tell you hi, even if you ask, say hi. So then I would just start different conversations, like, hey, I like your shoes, or if I'm at the grocery store and there's something in somebody's basket that I like, I'd be like, hey, where's the party at? Or, And it would just start a conversation. So that's how I got out of my shell a lot more. So we got married in 2003. We actually scheduled our wedding for 2004. We moved it up to 2003 because we realized he wasn't going to even be here for that wedding date. So literally, we went to the courthouse one morning and was like, let's just do it. And I'm, I'm more religious than he is. So I was like, yeah, I need a little bit of religious ceremony. So we paid an extra $10 for it. 
So we got married literally the day before he deployed. So we got married that day, and the next day he deployed for six months. And that's how Omni's married life started, with her husband, Morris Hampton Sr., whom she calls Mo, shipping out to sea for months on end for his work with the Navy, while Omni holds down the home front. I don't know why, but people always ask me for, what do you do? Like, what do you do when your husband is gone, you know? I was like, stay busy. And, you know, I said, that's the common answer you always get from another military spouse to stay busy. It takes about two weeks to adapt a new habit. And if he's going to be gone six months, you already got a whole new habit. Make goals for yourself, but don't stress your sailor out while they're gone. Because the more stressed they are out there, the less they can do their job they're supposed to do out there. So when we first got married, it was uh, I got diagnosed with preeclampsia. So at five months, they put me on bed rest, five months until the rest of my pregnancy. I didn't tell him. So every time he called, even when he called, I could, probably could have told him, told him, but he just would on deployment, and I didn't want to stress him. Like, everybody in the family knew but him. Omni had the baby without complications, a girl. They later added two boys to the family, too, as they moved from port city to port city, usually spending three years in each duty station. Then it was on to the next. The life all too familiar to Omni during her childhood was now becoming reality for her children. You know, it does get hard at sometimes when he's like, oh, I'm about to go out to sea again. You know, this is going to be six months, you know, or this is going to be longer, or it might not be that long. It still gets hard. It still hits me hard. So I used to go to the pier when we first got married. I used to go to the pier and watch the ship leave. As I had kids, I noticed that when I used to take them to the ship and watch the ship leave, it was harder to walk away, and then we just sit in the car and cry. So after a couple of years, I just stopped going to the pier and watching the ship leave. Omni and her husband Mo have a running joke of what happens when they change their home port. They call it drop and go, because her husband always seems to have to ship out right after they arrive. We always say every time we go to a new duty station, we move. I always say, "Are you dropping and go? Are you dropping and going? Are you just dropping me off and going?" We got married. You left right away, and then you know we went to Japan. You we flew in. You left right away. So you come to San Diego. You dropped and go again. After moving to a base in Japan, Omni and her family now have a new assignment in San Diego. And the trip back is far from smooth. My first thought really on that plane was, I can't believe the military actually put me and my three kids and a dog on a separate plane from my husband. We were in the back of the plane at that, and I was getting to the back of the plane, and I was trying to put the kids in their seats. 
and there was this dude and he stood up from his seat to help me with the kids. And he said, are you military? And I said, yes. I said, well, not me, my husband is. He was like, you're military. And he was like, it looks like you had a rough day. And he was like, let me, let me just help you. He just knew, he just, just zoned in and knew. And so he helped me. So I think I was sleeping and I think one of the kids woke up and he took care of the child at the time. And I was, and I woke up and I was like, well, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. He was like, oh, it's no bother. You need some sleep. You look tired. That actually is what didn't build my anger up during that flight. Cause that man was so nice and he just helped me and he didn't have to, but he helped me. When we come back, another drop and go for Omni. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. After getting a boost from the kind stranger on the plane, Omni, her three kids, and dog all arrived in San Diego from Japan, while her husband Mo had been booked on a flight into Los Angeles causing additional complications to the trip. The time I got the kids and all eight of our bags and a dog, uh, <laughs> he actually was there, which is shocking. He was out front, and then he was like, oh, your car's here, let's go get it now. I didn't understand why he was rush, rush, rushing everything, because in my mind, oh, you know, our, we're, our household goods come tomorrow, we just gotta unpack everything, we're good, and we just gotta go grocery shopping, we're good. So we go get my car, and we bring it back to the house, and he literally tells me, oh, yeah, so they called me when I was on my way from LAX to San Diego and told me that I'm deploying tomorrow. But household goods come tomorrow. You just got here. Like, I actually am saying this. You just got here. Are you serious? And then I stopped myself and realized that he cannot do anything about it. So there's no use for me to fuss with him. I think he actually felt bad, too, because you could just see it on his face. He was like, I'm sorry I'm doing this to you. You just had a rough flight, and now I'm just dropping and going. Stay in your groove. That's actually what I have learned to do is just keep it moving. If he's here, he's here. And it's not like I want to exclude him from the family, but it's more of if he's here, he's here. If he's not, we just got to keep it moving. You know, we have a schedule. We have a routine. The routine always gets messed up when he comes back, and that's because, you know, he's back, so, you know, it messes up for a little bit, and then he always be like, oh, did I mess up the routine? And so most of the time, I'm literally, like, giving him a list of the routine that we do, and that's just to get him back into the groove of things so it doesn't mess up the groove of the kids. I am very proud of my kids because, you know, they they do have those nights when they cry and because uh, they, they, they just want daddy. But they were big troopers with adjusting and adapting to things. Now in their second deployment to San Diego, Omni feels a special connection with the city she hasn't found elsewhere. I feel like um, this is one of my happy duty stations because, not just because of the weather, but I think I met more people, uh, non-military and military, um, because the simple fact, it might have been because I got out of my shell a lot more 
and I meet new people and then I started working out and then you meet new people there. And then I, you know, when I used to work, you met people there. So it's like, to me, this makes me happy right here. I feel like, you know, some people think that military spouses don't do anything. And it's like, it might seem that way from the outside looking in, but if you were in the inside looking out, you would see how much mentally, physically, that is draining sometimes. And it's 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 hard. It's hard being far away from home. It's hard because you don't get to say your last goodbyes to family members. You don't be there for special moments in your nieces or nephews' lives. And so I always say it's, it's just hard because, you know, the credit is given to the service member, but not always the military spouse. And... <clears throat> We deserve some credit. <laughs> we we learn how to, you know, survive and thrive without them. So I said we deserve a little credit. I don't have any regrets about it. I think when I was writing in my diary, I was just thinking as, you know, in a child's mind of, I don't want to marry military <laughs> because I didn't want to move around. I, I do still do not like moving around a lot, but... Like I said, I, I'll support him. So if it's me supporting my spouse, then I'll do what I got to do to support him. I don't regret marrying into the military life, and I don't regret him still being in the military. I actually think I will miss it when he says goodbye to the military. No, I don't think I will miss it. I know I will miss it. You know, even though he works most of the places we be, and he works a lot, it was a venture for me. It was an adventure to meet new people, even though sometimes I didn't want to meet new people, but it was an adventure to meet new people. You know, I met some of my best friends during our adventures so far. I think this is the only time right now that uh, the house we live in, I feel like home. It's not that because we bought, it's more because we've been here more than three years. So it's like, hey, this is home. But then... I don't know. We don't know where we're going to do in the next three years. Are we going to stay here or we're going to move again? It's all up in the air right now. So where does home feel to you? Is it South Carolina or where your parents are? Mm, uh, South Carolina feels like home, but not my home. It feels like home because our family is there. But like home, the home feeling for me is more of all of us together. So with my husband and the kids together, not him gone all the time. To me, it feels like home when we're all together and we all can sit down and eat dinner together. We all can go places together. That's what home feels like to me. Thanks for listening. Our email is myfirstdaystories at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at myfirstdaystories. You can find me at andrewbracken.com. My First Day is produced by me, Andrew Bracken, along with help from Melissa Diaz. Music by Jason Began, Chris Curtis, and Memory Palace. Thank you also to Hui Betts for help with this episode. For KPBS, Emily Jankowski's technical director, Kinsey Moreland's podcast coordinator, Lisa Jane Morissette is operations manager, and John Decker is director of programming. 
This programming is made possible in part by the KPBS Explore Content Fund. Thanks for listening. See you next time. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.